seen a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. But how, how can you judge on video nasty? Oh, you've never seen one. I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film. The Video Nasties Podcast, my name's Christopher Brown. So, if you go back to my other podcast series, The Last Horror Podcast, there is a an episode, 45-minute episode, that covers George A. Romero's Martin already. And it grounds it in um, what happened uh, with R- Romero and where he was in his career and talks very much about the themes of the film and um, where it sits... So I'm not going to do that tonight. Um, I don't want to basically repeat myself. And if you want to get something that is far more, <clears throat> I don't know, in-depth, analytical, probably kind of a bit more academic, then uh, then I would recommend you go over to there. Because this is the thing about Martin, though. There isn't any real controversy around the film. There isn't any real shock it had no censorship issues, like not certainly not in the sense that we could talk about like we did with Dawn of the Dead. Martin's film is a modern take on the vampire movie. Um, one that is intelligent, thoughtful, has a lot of themes that kind of permeate Romero's work, and also one that kind of out of his catalogue of films, kind of stands out away from the um, the zombie-based stuff that kind of, you know, is, is what people think about when they think of him. It shows a thoughtful filmmaker with almost a European uh, cinematic sensibility at points. Satirical, funny, and quite bleak, and has a, a biting cynicism, which, uh, which permeates the film. Um, but... In for, for video nasties, where we talk about you know um, films like SS Experiment Camp or Blood Feast, or even you know we're going to go on to films like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, all of which has um, a fruity, shall we say, um, history with uh, the censors. Certainly in the UK, Martin didn't. But let's talk about therefore why it might have almost kind of felt being seized at certain points and uh, the type of film it is. My name is Martin. I'm 84 years old. People think I'm crazy when I tell them how old I am. I'd like to be normal. I just have a sickness. The only way I can survive is by drinking blood. not easy living the way I do. I have to be careful all the time. I'm pretty good at it. I think as I get older, I get better. I haven't been caught yet. Martin, another kind of terror. You see, people 
people don't understand what's wrong. They think that I'm a monster. They think I'm a vampire. Those things I see in the movies are not real. I don't have a whole lot of women. It's nice to watch them. I watch them a lot, all the time. I have to, to be sure that nothing goes wrong. I follow them. I plan. I'm very careful. I have needles now. I can use them. I can put them to sleep. And it doesn't hurt. Another kind of terror. I would like to be like everyone else. I have to do things that I don't necessarily like to do. But I want to stay alive. I do need blood. From the director of Night of the Living Dead. So, what is Martin? Released in America in 1978, written and directed by George A. Romero. Obviously made Night the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, which is, is the Dawn being the film he that got released after this one. It stars uh, John Amplis, who we've spoken about before, as a troubled teenager who thinks that he is a vampire. And this vampire doesn't live in a castle. He doesn't um, turn into mist. He's just a strange kid with um, a variety of um, drugs and syringes and razor blades who believes himself to be a vampire. Martin thinks himself to be older than his appearance would suggest. He has visions of a past which feels like a gothic horror and is being looked after by a relative called Kuda, played by Lincoln Mazal, who um, we, uh, well, uh, people who pay pay attention to Romero and certainly uh, people who have uh, subscribed to Shudder will know of him as the lead character from this lost Romero film which uh, should have released over this summer, called The Amusement Park. He's the the guy who's on all the pictures. Kuda is fiercely religious and believes, genuinely believes Martin to be some embodiment of, 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 a, of a, an evil. Martin pushes back on that and says, there is no real magic, but this is who I am. He phones, um, regularly phones a... TV, sorry, regularly films a radio show, speaks to them about this kind of explaining what he is and, and how it works. He starts relationships with a young woman. Well, he starts relationships with a, a bored housewife. And all the time, you know, this um, supposed vampire sits in a very uh, decaying and rotten 
uh, area of Pittsburgh that seems to be fallen off a cliff. Romero is in no, it has no interest in uh, actually kind of revealing what is the secret behind Martin and exactly how old he is. Far more interested in kind of showing um, the decay of Pittsburgh and um, an indifferent cold world. Romero at the time said that he designed it so that he said, <clears throat> Romero said of the script, Martin is designed to that all those supernatural monsters are part of our literary tradition, are in essence expurgations of ourselves. They are beasts we've created in order to exercise the monster from within us. I tried to show in Martin that you can't just slice off this evil part of yourself and throw it away. It's a permanent part of us and we'd better try and understand it. Romero's far more interested in the idea of, you know, there wasn't a werewolf in the, in the woods of the village in this, in the Northern Europe and whatever it was, like the 16, 1700 kind of killing off the kids. It almost certainly would have been a neighbor. And that kind of at its core is, is the themes he wants to play with. Made on a low budget, about a quarter of a million dollars. Filmed entirely on location, and in fairness, it does show, although it utilizes again Romero's ability to be, be agile and create good quality art in quite of unusual places and unusual ways using a, uh, a you know, a local crew. It was, it was originally filmed in a very long work print, two hours and 45 minutes before eventually being cut down to 95 minutes. And I, I'll be honest with you, the, the, I, I don't think this is a story that particularly would, would sit comfortably for two hours. I'm assuming there's a lot of stuff, entire characters and worlds that would have to be cut out to uh, rather than just kind of seeing Martin trudge along doing jobs, you know, jobs and stuff around the neighbourhood. So the film was um, screened at Cannes in 77, hopes to get its distributor, was picked up, and interestingly, and, and then released as a limited release in Washington, D.C., Romero wasn't wildly happy with the way the distribution went. And the film, generally, like a lot of his early films, didn't, from, certainly from Romero's point of view, didn't quite get the, uh, the push that he wanted. Interestingly, there's a, a shortened version called Vampire, which was released by for the European market only in an Italian dub by Dario Argento, who... Uh, we will definitely speak about in the future about Suspiria, and we've spoken about already. Um, obviously, Agento had um, Romero's um, well does get Romero's rights, and, and is a is a, an influence on Romero creating Dawn of the Dead, which we've spoken about already. Um, his, the version of, 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 of Martin called Vampire knocks everything into a chronological order, simplifies it quite a bit, and has this banging uh, goblin score in there, which is fantastic. Um, it's not the version certainly you would normally see in the UK, um, and it wasn't the version that we saw back in the day in uh, <coughs> when it was released. So the film was released in... Um, in the UK in 1979 past X uncut 
for a cinema release. It was released on video in 1982 by Hello VHS. Again, uncut. Why would they cut it? Because there's no reason to. Um, it was seized, but supposedly, um, you know, never prosecuted. Probably almost certainly because, you know, it already had a cinema certificate. Um, didn't really get much else in the UK. Romero's output is was, you know, uh, was almost certainly most sellable when it involved uh, Shambling Undead and not much else. Um, and there's certainly this kind of curio stuff where it's never actually clear even whether... Martin is the uh, the monster that he makes out he is, or certainly or Kuda makes out, um, and it's kind of really quite serious down at end and made it less popular for VHS. It was released as an eighteen in nineteen ninety four on Redemption, um, which um, was relatively limited. It was a hard VHS to get hold of before finally getting uh, a very nice release. Um, in uh, 2010 on Arrow. So it was originally released again on DVD in 2003, uh, but then it got a a, 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 fa- a fancier, snazzier version with the this Vampire and also the original version in 2010. Um, and that's almost certainly the version, you know, that I would suggest you would, uh, you know, the, the, that DVD is, is the version to, to certainly at the moment to go for. Um, um, apparently... Second Sight, who did the very lovely Dawn of the Dead release, is going to release uh, Martin in late summer, although I would not be surprised if that doesn't slip. Uh, it's going to get released in 4K. So that will almost certainly be the definitive version of this film um, coming. Um, and of course, if it's 4K and, and you've got a 4K player, you uh, lucky PS5 owners out there, you'll be able to... Um, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, you can always... Uh, you can watch it anyway because it's multi-region. So what to make of the film? It's an intelligent, thoughtful movie um, and it looks nice, you know what I mean? It looks... This is very much a, a Romero who who's has an idea and really wants to highlight in terms of what he's done and why and, and, and highlight the skills in, a, in his storytelling. Critically, the movie had some um, <laughs> mixed... Mixed response. I mean, that's not that surprising for a, for a horror film, I suppose. The Austin Chronicle at the time said that Martin is relentlessly downbeat and has a molasses pace, but it's not nonetheless worth worthwhile to watch if you're in the mood for an uncomfortable, depressing Romero-style take on the vampire legend. And Variety said that Pittsburgh-based auteur Giorgio Romero is still limited by apparently low budgets, but he has inserted some sepia-tone flashback scenes in Martin in Romania that are extraordinary evocative and his direction of the victimization scenes shows a definitive flair for suspense um, the Washington Post on the other hand was uh, focused more on the violence it criticised the film's depiction of it kind of saying that Mr. Martin is pretentious in a way that pornography is when it's dressed up for people who don't want to admit their taste we're not coming to that it's, it seems to say that is just worth there because it's an integral part of the story Okay, so that all sounds very interesting as well. So why is Martin? Uh, why would Martin get that kind of response based on what we've already said? And why would Martin get picked up by the police? Um, I suppose the easiest and quickest way to look at that is um, to see its opening segments. A scene where Martin kind of breaks in 
to a train cabin, um, attacks a woman, and uh, and sucks her blood, uh, which opens up and sets the 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 the, the themes of the, the story. Interesting. Um, something that was not at the start of this Italian version, which kind of picks in a little bit later. But we see what Martin is. He is a man who is, let's say, a young man who is able to attack uh, people fairly without much um, guilt about that. We see his general uselessness of, of, of who he is. And, of course, the fact that at its core, this is uh, something that is evocative, is provocative, um, of an attack on a young woman, um, and all the permutations of that. I mean, you know, you can imagine that must have, you know, it's it's upsetting, it's upsetting thoughts. And you're on a train, you're on a sleeper train going across, and then some some young lad armed with horrendous gear uh, attacks you. And, uh, and does what he does. And even if it's not seen as sexual, in the same way vampires are, you know, vampires tend to be like, you know, seen as sexual beings, aren't they? The, the old fear of a, of a, you know, a, a foreigner coming in and, and stealing your women, you know, the, which is the cornerstone, I suppose, of, of a lot of what Dracula is about, is lost um, by the very way that Romero sets that world up. Instead, kind of keeping everything very, very downbeat and low. And that kind of somberness um, sets a tone which sits uh, uncomfortably throughout the rest of the film. And, um, you know, I think um, that in its own would be enough for the police to pick it up and kind of go, hang on, what is this? Uh, and seize it. But also would be enough to kind of make um, the, um, you know, the generalness of everything around it, this kind of, you know, it doesn't feel like a nice film. It feels like, it feels pretty depressed and grotty and, and that overarching, overbearing element to the storytelling as well almost certainly kind of contributed to why people would um, be um, uncomfortable around it um, when they when, when they were looking out know, in, the, in the hysteria of the Video Nasties period. Um, and of course, as well, bear in mind that you know, Night of the Living Dead, shocking and awful, and Dawn of the Dead as well, which had, which had had a, a censorship history or, or quite of its own at that point um, in the early eighties in the UK, all were there. So you know, in the same way, we could argue maybe Toby Cooper's um, stuff was gripped not because it was particularly awful or violent, but because of the 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 the, the, the heat that Texas Chainsaw had been getting in the UK. The same could be said as well. For, uh, for 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 Romero's films, um, and all that feels a bit of a, a shame, really. I mean, the, the the movie itself is kind of um, because it's quite slow and quite thoughtful. Does kind of get a little bit ignored um, when you compare it to like you know the the slam dunk that that comes a year later for Romero from Dawn of the Dead, or when you compare it to you know is the, the impact that Night had. Um, whereas this is kind of more, you know, it's, it is a more thoughtful piece, but nonetheless, I think, um, certainly, um, if you've not seen it, and, uh, and there probably are more people have not seen it that, than have, um, 
just because it's it's one of those ones that um, kind of slipped through the net a bit. You know, there isn't a glorious Blu-ray release of it at the moment. It, you know, it is it is a it is a film that kind of a kit doesn't um, a kit at all the time pop up and you know pop pop up as like a, a must see. It's not on like the, the always watch lists, but um, if you kind of like bed in and let it go and let like you know that 90 odd minutes wash over you it, uh, it has got quite a lot to say and it's um, it's certainly worth a go Martin, I'm 84 years old people think I'm crazy when I tell them how old I am I'd like to be normal I just have a sickness the only way I can survive is by drinking blood I would like to be like everyone else I have to do things that I don't necessarily like to do. I want to stay alive. I do need blood. The director of Night of the Living Dead. Martin. Anyway, thanks very much for listening. If you want to get hold of me, please do. My email address is videonastiespodcast at gmail.com or you can leave a message on thelasthourpodcast.com or videonastiespodcast.com. Um, thanks very much for um, everyone who you know who, who, who has been in touch, um, uh, especially um, Stuart Wright from um, the podcast um, Britflix. Um, who has I, I seem to have kind of become part of his um, uh, England um, Euros football watching routine, um, which as we as we say that at the time of, of time of print publishing has been successful, uh, and you know certainly don't change it now, Stuart. But um, but who knows what the next week will bring us um, for, for 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 England in the Euros. Um, so next week we've got. Um, Spanish exploitation um, film by uh, Paul Grau called uh, Mad Foxes, which we'll get into, which is a real mixed bag of all sorts of stuff going on um, in a very, uh, very tight, very exciting, exciting way, which uh, should be good, good to chat through at least. So until then, take care and I'll speak to you soon. Goodbye. seen a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. How, how can you judge on a video nasty? Oh, you never seen one. I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film.